Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening, welcome to episode 44 of the Island Sports Talk podcast. I'll just come out and say it now. The vibes are completely flipped from last week as the Colts and Vikings have kicked us off the mountain we were on last week with just ultimate pain, weekly picks pain, fantasy football pain, 200-point lineup pain, 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 pain is the theme of this episode, and we actually do go over some injuries as well, so gear up for that. This one's a little bit on the shorter side, as we didn't have as much to cover next week. We did we did miss the standings recap this week. We'll get to it next week, but kind of on the shorter side, that's what happens when your teams put you through pain. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, hello. Happy December. It's Wednesday, December 1st. It's already December and week 12, week 12 just ended. Like it's, it's, we're it's almost, we're it almost is, done with the um, season. It's, it's ridiculous. It's uh, before we get into the depression of the obvious, we'll start with <laughs> more depression. I mean, this was bad. All right, so, so we caught. So you had a three-week stretch of catching up to me, and then the week, <laughs> and then the weekly picks just. I blew it. I just, just completely haunted you. Blew it. I mean, I am not back. Absolutely brutal week. I mean, fantasy Vikings pickums, our pickums, everything you can think of, in regards to me with football, I lost it. I don't think I could say a single positive thing about anything. The only thing I can even say is that I have accurately predicted the meltdown of the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, and that was – it's – I know you predicted them to come in last, but did you think it would be this bad? Like, it's un, – they're unwatchable. They are in, unwatchable. In my bold predictions, we'll – at a later episode, we'll go oh, through yeah, we'll, when we'll we recap. That. They were one of my bold predictions. I said that they were going to be horrific like they are right now, and then Russell Wilson would be traded in the offseason. So immediately, when I look at our you know, game picks, I honestly can't even fault us for picking the Lions. A lot of people were. But I had the Giants till Sunday morning, and I flipped it. I don't know why. The Rams, I mean, the Packers never lose two in a row. And they were home underdogs. So I know we wanted to see the Packers lose. We're both high on the Rams, but shame on us there too. Aside from that, I'm pretty comfortable with what I, I went eight and seven. Stern went four and eleven. I think it's time to release the stats of this week. So after that three week stretch of Stern coming from my throat, <clears throat> I've reestablished a four game lead again. Feels nice. So now you know now. I won't strategically pick, but we're in that point of the season where, you know, you might have to think a little harder of my picks to uh, ensure victory. But 
Yeah, it was tough. It was definitely tough. We both sucked from four o'clock on. I mean, we got we got the Ravens game right. I got Washington. That was barely the, the Ravens barely could even do it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk I'm so about happy. Actually, no, I'll leave this other subject out. But yeah, that game was that game was unwatchable. But yeah, tough tough yeah. weekly picks. I mean, I did on paper do better, but eight and seven is not good either. Uh, so the games of the week. Here's my take on our games of the week. We had the Vikings, 49ers, and the Colts and the Bucks, which objectively were probably the two best games of the week, but I'm not picking them in good faith as my game of the week, either of them. I'm picking the Cowboys and the Raiders because that game That's was awesome. Literally, we don't even need, I don't even need to talk because I think I said word for word what you just said, and yeah. then I said the Las Vegas Daniel Carlsons and the Cowboys. Yeah, so. because those three were literally the best games. I mean, they all were I, – I refuse to talk about the other two until later, and even then I won't really talk about it that much Keep because, I mean, we did not – we didn't deserve what happened. But, yeah, I think we were – I think this week for the first time, and I don't even remember, I'll have to look at old drafts, we both nailed our games of the week. We both absolutely nailed them. Not in our favor. but Not in our favor. You got them right. Whatsoever. I don't even know how I feel about that. What type of consolation prize is that? Yeah, it's really it's really not even a good consolation. But, I mean, no. We'll save it. We'll save it for later, and even then it'll be brief. But, yeah, to get into the, the Raiders-Cowboys, I mean, after we all had to endure that Lions-Bears game, we deserved that Cowboys-Raiders game, and it was awesome. It was a great it was, game. It, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. It's it, – it, you know the middle, the middle Thanksgiving game definitely has to be a good one because you know I feel like that's the most watched and you know the stats came out that was like the most watched NFL game since like 1990. Um, it delivered, thank God, because the other two, <laughs> the other two were horrible to say the least. I'm just happy the Bills won. I mean, at least we were both right taking the Bills, and we we knew they were gonna win, but like it still feels good knowing that they did win. So I guess. Take it how you want. Bills fans, you're not going to be in meltdown mode losing again. But, yeah. We'll see how they feel Tuesday morning after they have to play the Patriots. I mean, yes. that's going to be a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous game. But, yeah, just rough, rough football week all around. And, you know, to segue perfectly, I mean, here come the here came the injury bug. I mean, DeAndre Swift a few weeks. That happened on Thursday. Christian McCaffrey, who I'll get to later, inevitable. I'm uh, also going to be discussing him later on. I wonder oh, what segment. Perfect. I mean, but it was inevitable. You knew it was going to happen. It's a shame. And then Dalvin. Honestly, of the three, this is the least consequential. And I know you love Dalvin Cook, but the the reality is Alexander Madison is there for one reason and one reason only. Actually, two. One to, like, honestly – they have the same exact hairdo. So when he scored that touchdown, I was going crazy. I was like, go Dalvin, go Dalvin. And I saw it was Madison. I was like, oh, great. I mean, the two games that Madison has started, he was like, what? The RB6 and RB7? He's a beast. So he'd rather just he would you know, have Dalvin get healthy because Madison certainly can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel confident with Madison. I mean, the only thing that's different, you could tell when Dalvin Cook's running the ball opposed to uh, Madison. I mean, Dalvin Cook's shifty. He makes the right cuts where – not that Madison doesn't make those similar cuts, but 
you just could tell the difference. You know when Dalvin Cook is running that ball, and that's why he got paid the way he did. But the guy's made of glass, and it, it, it just sucks. I mean, but but if you did see the injury, the, the way the players all came around him, the 49ers players and the Viking players, I mean, he's a respected player in the league. I thought he was dead. <laughs> like, I thought it was crazy. So I think when you see players react like that, you think the worst, and it's, you know, not dead, obviously, but season ending. But, I mean, a couple weeks, that's not bad at all. Just disappointing. More <laughs> disappointing. I, I, it, it literally, I had nothing positive to say. I mean, yeah, we got to get through baller picks. I mean, I did, spoiler, win the 200-point week. So, I, you know what? I got one thing going for me. So, I'm, it's not a total loss. The two okay, I'll I'll save my two hundred point thoughts for later. Um, yes, yes, you you won it. Congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, I was a little bit about something. Our little injury roundup. I mean, sure there is more, but when you get three just brutal ones, you know that's yeah. what's gotta gotta be discussed. And then I'll let you take the lead here. And this was a good call on you. And it's a, I'll just winless November. Take 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 it away. I mean, can you believe that these teams went winless? I mean, the best record out of all of them were the Lions because they had a tie. But if I told you that the Rams, the Saints, and the Seahawks all went winless in November, would you believe me? It's crazy. No. No. I, I wouldn't. And, I mean, we could talk about the Seahawks. We could talk about the Saints. But when it all push comes to shove, the most disappointing team on this list is the Rams. You have Aaron Donald. You have Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, an offense led by Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. You know what, OBJ, and you know what, I know there's bad injuries. I know they lost Cam Akers in the beginning of the year before the year started. I know Robert Woods is gone, and yes, those things hurt, but you still have your quarterback Stafford. You still have your main pieces on defense. There's no reason why this team should win 0-3 in November. It's it's not good. I mean, and – they can't really afford to lose. They don't have draft picks. They need to win. They, that's it. It's a must-win team right now. They made all these moves to win a Super Bowl right now, and if they don't do it, not good. Not good. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 shocking. And I don't know how much more we'll get into the Rams later, so I'll, I'll just start with it now. I mean, this is horrible. It's no other word, but I mean, three straight losses. You've looked horrible. You've gotten the shit kicked out of you in all three. I mean, sure, they lost by eight, but it, the game was never, never close. And before I go on them more, I mean, Sean McVay, what was that? And you know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. If you're playing for a field goal, why aren't you spiking or throwing to the sideline? You ran it. They ran it. And killed me it, thirty more. What? It's what it's ugly. That? It's what ugly football. Do you do you? I mean, this is it's not going to happen. This is just us two talking, throwing out ideas. If they continue to melt down, what happens with McVeigh? At, at what point does it become his fault? I mean, granted, it's it's McVeigh, and no one wants to put him in in that that cat conversation. But we have to do it. What happens? Well, he's clearly – nothing is going to happen this season. 
he'll his seat will get scorching next year because I'm just gonna stay true to my 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 preseason pick was Bills Rams, but like right now, there's no shot in hell. I could still see the Bills making a run. I mean, they got to fix a few things, but at least they're showing you know some kind of life. The Rams we haven't seen life out of them since October. Yep, they I- played three good teams in a row. And got dominated by them three games in a row. And they go to Jacksonville this week. No, they host Jacksonville this week. If so that's obviously in their favor. They're if, 13 and a half point favorites. They should win. I don't know if they'll cover. I don't know if they'll cover. If this we were is a doing broken team right now. Covering? They are a broken team. And another crazy stat. Do you know how many pick sixes Stafford has thrown in the past three weeks? He's thrown three. Three. He's thrown one. And Matthew Stafford is doing this. But yeah, it's it's ugly. It's 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 quite bad. It is it is quite bad. Uh, the Saints. I mean, Jameis had them playing well. I don't know what the Saints really are. The Lions. The Lions are the Lions. I mean, it really. That is what it is. And the, the Seahawks. Seahawks. It makes they're, me so happy. They're depressing. Yeah, I know. That was cr- good for you. Kudos to you. But it's like, they're, it's so annoying watching them because they're so pathetic. They're so pathetic. And it's horrible. But good on you for that. Uh, would you like any last thoughts on, on, on that? The Rams have to win the game against the Jags. Oh, it's a must it. win. And you can't – like, I, I think the Chags are going to play dangerously close. I mean, the Lions covered in there. So this is, the Lions this is, are the kings of covering. I know. They really they, are. They can cover. If I'm a betting man, I'm taking the Lions. They're a great covering team. Um, Similar to the Bills, like, they needed to go in and dominate the Saints, and they did. The, the Rams need to kick the shit out of the Jaguars because if they don't, then there's a problem. There's a big problem. Big, big problems. It was like but, the game, looking back at it, the game with you, the, the Colts against the Jets. The Colts did exactly what they needed to do. And I know you, you look at all the yards they gave up, but they were just playing prevent defense. They were letting Johnson just work them. But that's not the point. You guys dominated the team you were supposed to dominate. That's what the Rams need to do. They have to. They have to do that. That's all I want to say about winless November. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but they are definitely it's definitely not looking great for them right now. Uh, for oh wait, let me find it. For our flops, uh, I'll let you go first. Flops and ballers. Well, I'm I'm sorry you did that because there's a chance I've taken both of your teams because I again am not you get following two teams. I am not following the rules. I am taking another matchup, just like I did last week. Fair enough. This Browns and Ravens matchup was was probably one of the worst Sunday night football games I can remember. Better Um, yet, one of the worst football games I can remember. Like a real barn burner, a 16-10 win by the Ravens in a game where Lamar Jackson had four interceptions. And now, let me ask you. Quarterbacks throwing four interceptions, four turnovers right off the bat. How many points off of those turnovers do you think the Browns scored? They scored zero. 
Zero. <laughs> they did not score off of any of them. Four interceptions, and your offense is going to score zero points off of that? If it's- I'm the defense, I am freaking the fuck out. I am calling Baker. I'm losing my mind. I'm calling Odell Beckham's dad saying you were fucking right. I don't know. I don't know who's to blame right now for Cleveland. I don't know if this is just Cleveland being Cleveland. It's the Browns, and maybe we should have just knew that this was going to happen, but you need to score off turnovers. I don't care if you kick a field goal. I don't care what happens. You need to score. Now, I know that's coming off very strong, but they have Nick Chubb. They had Kareem Hunt. They had Jarvis Landry, who went over 100 receiving yards, so good on him. What's happening? I mean, your players are healthy. It's not like you're playing with Case Keenum out there, who honestly, if I'm a Browns fan, I am probably pushing for Case Keenum to play right now because Baker's just not playing well. But it's ugly. I mean, Stefanski, coach of the year candidate. I don't know if he did actually win coach of the year last year for Sean uh, McDermott, but just it can't happen. It's just, it really pisses me off that that this is happening. And I mean, we both had the Browns in first place in the division, and it's just not going to happen. And not happening. The Ravens too. I mean, the Ravens are an eight and three football team. But when we really look at their wins, the Lions, the Colts, the Bears, the Chiefs, and the Vikings, these are five games that they could have easily have lost. They could be a three and eight team. It's it's just crazy that this team is eight and three by sheer luck, by by overtime wins. And I know I say luck because Lamar played very well in some of those games, but the game against the Lions, I mean these field goals, it's just this is a game or a team that could very easily be three and eight if they just didn't have luck on their side. So I don't know. Very ugly on both teams. There's definitely a team that's primed to have that come back to bite them just because, like, that's so many games where you honestly were outplayed. How much of a superhuman can – I mean, finally they won in spite of Lamar. Like, he's been carrying them all year. Finally, the defense pulled through. It's it's just disastrous. It's honestly disastrous what this game was, and I hated it. I just – there was like yeah, a span of what three minutes when there was five turnovers. Like, who wanted to win? No one really wanted to win. It. I didn't want to win. It was it. it was almost it was close to, as close to as unwatchable a football game as you'll ever see. It truly was. But I'm glad it's over. I hope this upcoming week. I mean, we got the Saints, not the Saints. Well, I mean, that's the the prime time game. Obviously, we'll get to that later. We got the Broncos and the Chiefs for Sunday night. So it should be better, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we hope. My flop team was the Rams. We obviously just went completely into them and destroyed them. My only thing is you just got to blow this Jags team out. Otherwise, you're on severe watch. And I know Matt Stafford has these chronic injuries. That's scary. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Rams. I mean, I'm clearly not very happy with them. I wish this is the Rams team we saw in week two when they yep. beat the Colts assholes. But yeah, that's that's my flop team. We, we already expanded a lot on the Rams, so I don't really even need to go further. Now, you said you had a matchup. Did you also have a team? Uh, they were just both my teams. They were okay. they were just disgusting. I mean, if we really want to talk flop teams, we could talk about clown teams, but 
I, I, I'll save the Vikings. Yeah, we'll spare, spare us, spare us, please. Um, I'll let you take the first flop player. Well, the only reason why I'm going to say this player is because I think you alluded to him earlier, and I don't want you to steal him. You know, I have a great honorable mention that I'm still going to bring up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. You, I should not have let you go first. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe you let me do that. Um, CMC, dude, not only are you flopped this week, you're flopped this year. Uh, you, you were the number one overall fantasy football pick in probably 99% of leagues, and I am even – one of the 99% who have drafted you first overall this year. And what are you doing? Two consecutive seasons, the most important thing is availability, and he's not available. Four at, and I guess what the most infuriating part about Christian McCaffrey is that in PPR, four out of the five games he was healthy, he scored 24 or 27 points in four of those five games. One outlier was a 14-point performance, which honestly, that's fine. That's still uh, – I'm not I'm, – I'm happy with that. But his season's done. And, like, anyone like me who drafted him number one were probably not faring well. And now, honestly, I could see him next year going maybe fourth, fifth, or sixth and being the best running back in football. That's just how it's going to happen. But he he has all the talent in the world. It's never a question about talent, but these past two years – the, the health is just killing me. So, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. So I'll just go briefly because I – my flop obviously was McCaffrey, but what I how I worded it was Christian McCaffrey as the number one overall pick. The, he's the main reason why I didn't want it because I would have been so pressured to take him and it's just so hard to make that decision. Uh, but I've been saying it. Like, I don't know if I could trust him. And here you go. Until I see a full season, I won't believe it. <laughs> you can't draft him number one anymore. You just can't. Um, obviously, I, I'm just going to say it. he's not even worth a first-round pick because you know what you're getting. I know you're going to get that 24-point-per-game average, but is it really worth four weeks? Like you're, you know, you're no. taking McCaffrey knowing you're getting four games to six games as the ceiling. No, nope. it's not. It's not worth it. It's just not. Nope. You have to let him fall, and that's inevitably when you, you're going to get a league winner, someone getting him in the first pick of the second round, pairing him with I don't know some other stud. But we, this is what we're going on two straight seasons. I feel like it's been years now with McCaffrey. It's just, it's bad, and he cannot be the number one pick in fantasy anymore. It just can't happen. We can't. We can't fall into the the trap anymore. Uh yeah, that's that was my take. This one I thought was just too obvious, and it's just hysterical because of how he triumphantly declared his return. I mean, Cam Newton, as quickly as he was back, is gone. I mean, he I looked fresh the first game because, you know, 13 weeks of not playing. Well, now he's played three weeks, and his arm looks shot again. Five of 21. <laughs> Five of 21. In the same game, Tua had four incompletions. And Cam had five completions, 92 yards, two interceptions, and five rush yards. So the thing that he does well, he couldn't even – he only got that rushing touchdown, which honestly prevented him from a catastrophic fantasy game. Like, he still had six points somehow because of the rushing touchdown. Uh, Terrible. You're back, and now you're gone. Maybe we were wrong. The Panthers need a quarterback, and that sucks because you traded for Darnold. That sucks. 
And I know at the time J.C. Horn was the was the guy that they drafted, but you really got to think if you're the Panthers, like why didn't you take a quarterback in the draft? Why didn't you take Justin Fields? Why didn't you take Matt Jones? They were both there. And we we know Justin Fields isn't playing that well, but wouldn't you rather have him right now? I mean, I mean Justin Fields in the Panthers' offense. I know McCaffrey barely plays, but Chubba showed flashes. You got receivers, and you have an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. Seems like a much better situation than what he's in right now. Yeah. Just, it sucks. So, Cam, you are not back. Love that. You you were gone. Well, you know what? I'm just going to give my honorable mention because I think it's hilarious. But Curtis Samuel, um, (laughs) you, I I think we should have an end of the year, bum of the year candidate. And he is my bum of the year candidate. He, uh, he's played three games this year. That's not fair. The only reason you're picking him as a bum is because you said he was going to get 1,000 yards. That is exactly why. <laughs> and I know health is a thing, and I, and I get that, and I'm not blaming that. But, no, he, he has been a flop of all flops. I mean, I really thought he was going to go there. <laughs> he has not been a flop good. of all flops, only for you. He, I thought he, <laughs> I thought he no was looking at saying, "Oh, who's the biggest fantasy flop?" and pointing at Curtis Samuel this year. Literally screaming from the rooftops, Curtis <laughs> Samuel, you're a bum. Uh, he was my honorable mention, but I just I had to talk about him. I, I had to. He didn't have to be because I definitely wasn't going to even mention him. He did no, no chance of me mentioning him. He's a flop. So you want to go ahead and name an actual player? You're all I over. Will, the and that's going right to be now. George Kittle. Fuck. You, George Kittle, Great one blocker. catch, 13 yards. Were you going to block the whole game? I mean, what he say about the Vikings and the holding? I don't care. Fuck you. Uh, well, I'm following in the tight end. Uh, I thought this was going to be a great, you know, position-saving pick. I mean, Tyler Higby, one catch for three yards. He's projected 10 points every week, and he doesn't even come close to that every week. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's so annoying. Uh, baller time, and I'm going to win first. I'm going first the rest of the night. Uh, I, I like it. Let's see. So this is where I'm stuck because I have two teams. I'm going to go with the Bengals just because. Yes. Good. I did not take the Bengals. I feel like I know who you might have taken. They might have been my honorable mention. Uh, I think it's obvious. They're back to where you know they were the last time they were our ballers after they kicked the shit out of the Ravens. I mean, they're 2-1 and one in the division now. So that's good. Still got, you know, the Steelers. Again. No, three and one in the division. They swept the Steelers. They got the shit kicked out of them by the Browns, and they destroyed the Ravens. So we'll see. I mean, after that win against the Ravens, you know, they, they kind of hiccuped a little. They lost to the Jets, then got destroyed by the Browns. But now you look at their last two weeks, went to Vegas, killed them, and then just killed the Steelers. So they look to be, you know, Rounding back into form, so that's that's cool. That's good. We like that. And they, you know, I mean, the AFC is a week-by-week thing. The NFL is a week-by-week thing this year. It wouldn't be surprising if there are flops next week. I, I don't really know, but good on them. I mean, you you look back to what, you know, fans were hoping after that Ravens win. So good on you. I like it. I, I don't have anything positive to say about Zach Taylor, but Joe Burrow, love it, man. Keep keep it up. Keep being a baller. Um, my baller team, I know you love them, but Bill Belichick is not done. He is not done. He was never done. I mean, look at last year. He had Cam Newton. I mean, going to your, your flop player, 
What, he still dragged them to like seven and nine last year. And that's what I'm saying. That's Bill Belichick for you. He can make what Cam Newton just did last week to a seven and nine team. I mean, I, I I just I really don't even know what to say. Belichick, he did what he could, and he upgraded to the best rookie quarterback, Mac Daddy Jones. I said it before in prior episodes, and I'll say it again. They made splashes in free agency, but the only ones who were producing is Henry because he's healthy and he's available, which, I mean, this is probably the longest I've seen Hunter Henry healthy in a consecutive span. So knock on wood, good for him. I know Jonu Smith had an okay game, but Kendrick Bourne, man, the best pickup that they could have had. Nelson Aguilar is a bum too, but – Kendrick Bourne is playing lights out. He looks great. Really makes them forget that they drafted uh, Nikhil Henry in the first round. But no, it's just good on that. Um, I know they face an absolutely decimated Titans team. And, and I know a lot of people were blaming the Patriots winning that way because the Titans had so many players on IR. But I mean, we don't make the schedule. You, you win the games that you get uh, dealt, and if you're beating a seven and three, eight and three team, whatever they were going into this game, that's what you gotta do. And the Patriots did it. So the Patriots are back; they're here to stay. And all I'm saying is, if the Super Bowl is Tom Brady and Mac Jones, I, I quit football. Like I, I will not watch the Bucks versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I just won't do it. I mean, I will, but I'll be very upset about it the annoying thing is is right now december 1st i don't think it's crazy to even say that's the super bowl i'll go as far as to say right now i expect that to be the super bowl because that's how football has gone this year and that will be (laughs) the worst the worst possible thing because it doesn't even need to be described what will be I, I can see it happening. I can worse? literally see it happening. That's I what's so annoying. Like I said, right now, if you had to say today who you think the Super Bowl is going to be, why do I have? Why should I say anything else other than the the Bucks and the Patriots? Why should I say anything else? the The NFC Championship will be the the Packers and the Buccaneers, and the AFC Championship is probably going to be the Bills, Patriots, maybe the Chiefs we, weasel their way in, maybe the Colts, the Titans. You know what I mean? Like. It's possible, and that's what's so annoying is that it's clearly possible that it can be. What would be worse, if the Bucks won or the Patriots won? I'm going to say it would be worse if the Patriots won only because, I mean, Brady's already won so many, so what does it matter if he wins another? But if the Patriots win, it just signifies, oh, they're about to do this for the next 20 years again. If they lose, at least it's like... Even I mean, if, if they, they make it, it's already signifying that. Even but if they, if they win make it, it it's, it signifies that. Oh my God, this is going to be another Patriots dynasty. I mean, it's already being signified. It's already happening, and I know we've said signified more than I think you could ever imagine us saying it. But it already is starting to look like that. I mean, Mac Jones, he doesn't look, you know, like oh, he's going to be a top five, top ten quarterback, maybe top ten. But they're not mm-hmm. asking him to do much. He's just deadly accurate. And he's playing exactly how they needed Brady to play. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about Mac Jones right now is that They're he's blowing not playing. people out like they blew Brady out or like how they blew out people with Brady. And it was just with precision accuracy, treading teams apart and defense. Medium, medium to short passes, get the accuracy, do break and dunk or dip and dunk. And that's 
That's the Patriots. They just they know football and they know how to win, and they they're just doing it. It sucks. It sucks so much. Everyone thought we were done. Everyone thought we were free, and it doesn't. I said, you know what? Every single analyst, every single person who decides where players go in the draft and where they're ranked, everyone should be sick to their stomachs and owe Mac Jones an apology. Well, not so many people said he was the most pro ready. So these teams and scouting departments, I blame them. I blame everyone. I blame everyone for letting the Patriots. I hate life. I hate it. Uh, my honorable mention was the Broncos just because they kicked the shit out of the Chargers. I'll get to the Chargers a little later. I don't know if you saw me tweeting it like eight times. I was like, what are the Chargers? What, what yes, is this team? I did. But I'll get there later. Baller won because I'm not biased. It's got to be Leonard Fournette. I mean, game winner. Baller won. Game winner this week. 131 total yards, four touchdowns, seven catches. That's a game winner. He, he If you had him, you probably won. I'm not going to say more, but nope. he was a baller. That's all we need to say. Yep, Leonard Fournette, that sucked. Um, you know, I've said this guy multiple times for baller players, and I hate that I'm even saying it again, but Joe Mixon. He was an honorable mention just because my third one is amazing. He, he couldn't do this last year. He really, really couldn't have done this last year when I drafted him. But no, number three running back in football, 160 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I, I literally hate Joe Mixon. It, it hurts so much that this is what he's doing when I don't have him. It's just the fantasy gods hate me. I mean, it, it hurts you more than anyone because you've been the biggest Joe Mixon, you know, per, hype man the past two years. It wasn't just last year. It was the year before too. And, and – yeah, I'm going to put us on the flop watch again because when we saw he got injured, what, week four, we said, oh, Joe Mixon again. And he's only been maybe like a top three running back since then. So shame on us. I hate the Bengals. And I hate that I took Chris Carson in several leagues over him because I don't trust him. I trusted Chris Carson, but I didn't trust Joe Mixon. I'm an asshole. Uh, baller two, Mr. Penguin from Miami, Jalen Waddell. Beast. I was going to – Damn, you're taking he's killing it. Nine for one thirty-seven and a touchdown. Arguably had the celebration of the week, waddling like a penguin. I mean, the him the, the him and Tua connection is real, and I love it. I love it for Miami. You got someone get to another target, and they've won four in a row quietly. They are not out of the playoff hunt from one and seven to five and seven. Playing Mike Glennon most likely this week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what a turnaround. Yeah. Do you know that Jalen Waddle's the number 10 wide receiver in football right now? He is sneakily having a phenomenal year. He's, I love it. He's a beast. And I was remember how many mocks I had him in. I barely got him in any leagues. I had him in so many mock traps because I was high on him, and I love to see it pan out. I love it. So I you took Fournette and Waddle from me, and I almost said Waddle, but I was like, no, nah, I'll go Mixon first because I didn't know if you had him. Um but I guess this will be a 2-4 since it was just going to be an honorable mention. The Washington football running back room. Yeah. I mean, McKissick and Gibson combining for 46 total points. I mean, Fournette had 44 by himself. But if I'm getting 22 from Gibson and 23 from McKissick, I'm fucking thrilled. So the, the Washington football uh, room, both over 22 points each. Ball in number three. 
That I. Wow. Steve Cohen, baby. Wow. I had to hurt. sneak it in. I kind of threw off when I said I wasn't talking about baseball. How could the richest man in baseball not make my baller list? We got Max Scherzer after Steven Matz's agent spurned the organization by saying no. This was Steve Cohen's mad queen moment. This is, you know, Daenerys hearing the bell. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Matz and his agent say, no, I don't want to come to the Mets at what? 3.30 in the morning, Friday morning. And then Steve Cohen just goes out and releases his bank account on the world. And after, you know, this work stoppage conversation bullshit is over, he's going to spend more. It finally happened. We waited last year. Obviously, there was a big extension. But then, I mean, you just get the, the you just get a freak. You get a freak of nature. And I'm going to his debut, assuming he's pitching the second game for the Mets, which Max Scherzer absolutely should. But I teased thing. this earlier because I didn't want to say it. But the only reason the 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 Browns and Ravens game was tolerable was because I was just scrolling Twitter all Sunday night because that's when the news like started being created because all I was doing by the time I looked up there was a minute left because all I I was staring at Twitter refreshing over and over and over and then it finally was official Monday because the baller of all ballers the 16 billion dollar man the owner of the Mets who has unfortunately got me all the way back in and got me hope I don't remember if I told you because I know I've told many people on Thursday I was done I was like I'm going into this season with no hope, and it's a very freeing, freeing thing. I had no expectations for them. They were getting clowned all offseason. I mean, he when he initially tweeted that he wasn't happy this morning, I was like, oh, my God, he's a clown. I He was reaching clown status. I was trolling him. I was trolling Isabella's best friend on Twitter. I was trolling Mets fans because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I, I literally, was, that was like, the first thing I saw Wednesday morning was that tweet. I was like, it was game? ugly. I was like, what are you doing? And now he comes out, Sterling Marte, the other two guys, Max fucking Scherzer, whatever. Just I, Good for the Mets. I it was better on, on Friday. It started with Eduardo Escobar. Solid player. Guys all around the league love him. Mark Canna from, from Oakland, solid. And then two in the morning, Sterling Marte gets signed. And I was like, whoa. And then Sunday the rumors came out, and they just threw and gave Max Scherzer the most money ever. I mean – Baller, Steve Cohen. Thank you, Uncle Stevie. I knew I had to sneak him in, and there you go. The reason I, I didn't pick wrong. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon was my third baller, but then I was like, you know, I have to bring up Steve Cohen, so I bumped Joe Mixon down to honorable mention. My other two honorable mentions were Gronk and Cordero Patterson. CP, Cordero, he's amazing. He's a freak. He's the only yeah. one good on the the, the Falcons. The only good player on the Falcons. Yeah, everything um, else is disastrous. Do you want to take the lead with the clowns, or you want me to? I'll take the back? lead because it's not going to be long at all. This will be less than five minutes. It might be less than three. I don't have a lot to say. Obviously, they should have won. I mean, that's the story of the Colts and Vikings. Every single loss this year is oh, they probably should have won that game. First half, you know, this was a typical Colts against a you know juggernaut game. They look amazing. They look like Super Bowl. They look like a Super Bowl team. They looked like a Super Bowl team that first half. Uh, and obviously, the heat of the moment, I was really distraught with that game. But, you know, we're re- reactionary people. So we have to, like, you know, let it simmer, let it marinate, 
for a day or two. So here I am on Wednesday. This was always going to be a year for the Colts where it was going to be an evaluation year to see where you have from top to bottom. And while it's annoying, almost beating all these really good slash elite teams, they are almost there. They are literally are literally almost there because they're not closing these games out. You know, through 12 weeks, you could see what needs to be addressed. Obviously, receiver. I've been churning that Michael Gallup train for almost a month now, and I hope hope it happens. Speaking uh, it into some other, place. you know, position positional depth along the offensive line and the defense. It's unfortunate, but this was never going to be a Super Bowl team. I don't think it is. But you're almost there because you're competing with all these teams. You're leading against all these teams. So you're not far off. Uh, I think with an actual training camp for Carson Wentz, hopefully getting new targets you know, to help behind Pittman, uh, and just you know more chemistry. Another year, year two, could potentially be a boom. Unfortunately, you have to treat Wentz like a rookie in this scenario. Obviously, he's not, but... You have to treat it like that. You know, year two, you expect that leap. And I expect, you know, a, a step a step up for, for next next season, assuming things go right. So it's annoying. It really is. Just beat the shit out of Houston next week. I sent you that screenshot. At this point, it's not completely unrealistic. Two of those three games that they need to go their way honestly might. Uh, if they beat Houston, they could very well see themselves as the seventh seed as soon as next week because a lot went their way on Sunday. Season's far from over. Just make it to the playoffs, please. Just just get there. They're still very much in the in the wild card mix. Can you uh can you just imagine how ugly next week's episode would be if the Vikings lost to the Lions and the Colts oh, lost? Oh yeah. I mean it's it's set up perfectly. Oh, it's it's written in the stars for us to want to commit suicide. If that happens, I just, I, it, it can't happen. It can't happen. But um, no, I, I really saw the Colts winning that game. And then just slowly as the game went on, I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. And the same with my, my game, just it started off good. And then it slowly crashes and burns. So, I mean, I, I'd also like to keep my clan team brief. Um, it, it really is a good thing. We do these on Wednesdays because if we did this on right Sunday, after, it would be horrible. It would be hateful. I mean, it would be ugly. The instant reactions would just not be pretty for anyone. You you would see us in very colorful ways that we had a couple of days to digest, like you said, and now we could speak realistically about it. And I guess I just want to start with the good. Um, Ezra Cleveland was the highest ranked player, not guard, player in all of football on Sunday with like a 93.6 PPF rating. Christian Darisaw held Bosa to his worst PPF year or PFF day all year. And Brian O'Neill looks excellent. I mean, those are three key pieces on our offensive line right now that look good. We held Kittle to one catch for 13 yards. Our kick returner, Keeney, and whatever the hell his last name is, is playing phenomenally. Um, two kickoff return touchdown for, uh, for touchdowns. He's the only player in the NFL with two this year. And fun fact, in both games that he scored a kickoff return for a touchdown, we have lost. So, sucks. But that's about it. I mean, now we got to discuss the ugly. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he really shouldn't be dragged for what he did. I mean, Mike Zimmer in the defense should be. Kirk definitely should be blamed. But he finally wasn't able to do it all. I mean, you, you he finally was not, or I guess he was able to shed some light onto Zimmer. 
But Zimmer had 423 total yards on defense, and 193 of those yards came on the ground. We cannot stop the run. We can't do anything. I mean, Zimmer should be ashamed of himself, and the defense should be getting blamed. And I know Kirk was due for a Kirk game. We haven't had one of those all year. So I guess this was the time for it to happen. But come on, man. You're going up against another 5-5 and team. You win this game, and you're the sixth seed in the playoffs. So at least it was competitive, but it was competitive enough that it made me want to rip the hair out of my skull. And you miss Justin Jefferson on a wide open two point conversion. You miss Justin Jefferson again on a fourth down in the end zone and you line up behind a fucking guard. He'll never live this down. Like this is going to go down. You remember when he called a timeout when there was no timeout at the end of halftime? This is he, like he Kirk. He Kirked big this game. This was a big he, Kirk. It was a big Kirk. And you know what? I think he's got 23 touchdowns and only three interceptions all year. So I, I it's hard to really be like, Kirk, what the F are you doing? But at the same time, you can't have these types of games as an NFL quarterback. <sighs> yep. Uh, luckily for them, they're still the seven seed, so they're still there. Uh, yeah. I think they'll still make the playoffs. I truly do. Um Get Dalvin a little rested for the stretch run, and let's let's get there. Uh, so I actually just was informed that the Mets are among teams that are interested in Chris Bryant. So if that could happen tonight, we all knew. And that also, obviously, that uh that whole madness with Scherzer that developed the middle of the day Sunday definitely softened the blow of the law because. That's the you know the benefit and the downfall of rooting for two teams. You know one could offset the other. And certainly when you bring in Max Scherzer, definitely softened the, the loss a lot more. Uh, matchup of the week, don't really want to go too far into this. We want to get to the 200-point lineups and wrap up. Um, I said Chargers-Bangles. My honorable mention is the football team against the Raiders as my outside-of-the-box choice. But Chargers-Bangles solely because this game, this is like the fraudulent slash good bowl. If you win, you're like a good team. If you lose, you're the fraud. And last time the chart, the Bengals had a blowout win against, you know, division rival, they sputtered. The Chargers, I don't know what the fuck the Chargers are. I mean, they're the worst good team I've ever seen in my life. And I'm picking the Bengals because I don't trust the Chargers in a one o'clock game. We lo- we saw the last time they played at one. They got annihilated in in Baltimore, and I just think the Bengals are a better team. So, again, here I – no. Yes. Yes. Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow is good enough for me to pick my matchup of the week, and let me clean it – wipe it clean there. Well, I guess I have nothing to say because my matchup of the week was the Chargers at the Bengals, and I know a West Coast team going to the East is uh, going to affect them, but – watching Herbert go against Burrow, I mean, Eckler against Joe Mixon, it's going to be a good game. And Definitely wish this was the Sunday night game that got flexed, though. Yes, yes, me too. Okay. 200-point lineups, Stern won 126.46. I don't even know how much I had. I think in the range of 111. It was a horrible, horrible 200-point lineup week. Everything uh, sucks. Stern as the first pick. I, you know, I, I think I already penciled him in, if you, I'm You did. I did. I think he's due for – a huge, huge game against the Texans. The last yeah. time he played them, he was sensational, to say it. You know, sensational. Uh, I don't know how he's evaded us for 
close to a month. Um, the Chargers' run defense is pathetic. I'm taking Joe Mixon. Damn. Chargers' defense is pathetic. Uh, we go Eckler again. Damn it. Okay. Took one of my guys out. Uh, just because this is a desperate team, a desperate team, a desperate team. Let me say it one more time. A desperate team. You got to know to go to your best. There's no one on this team that can cover him. I got to go with the receiver receiving help. Let me just take Cooper Cup and lock that in. Okay. We go Diggsy. Who? Uh, uh, Stefan Diggs. Oh. <laughs> you ready for this? Actually, I don't need to do it yet. I'll, I'll wait. So, never mind. Uh, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill just because I feel like it's one of those coming off a bye. The offense will churn a little. Give me Waddle. He was on my list. I thought you were going to take him next, and I was nervous. He was. I was. I was debating it. I was internally debating it. Uh. I know he flopped last week, but I think the Seahawks are a mess, and I think Mr. Kittle bounces back this week. Give me, uh, give me Najee. Najee Harris. Really? I mean, he's been brutal lately. All right, so both of my running backs are still here. I'm double dipping. Give me Elijah Mitchell. You know what's disgusting about Elijah Mitchell? That he's so good and no one really recognizes how good he really is? No, I had him on my fantasy team and I dropped him. Oh, yeah. He was the one this year. He was the James Robinson of this year, just a little less healthy. Yeah, and I dropped him. So I I just suck at fantasy this year. All right, anyway. I told you I might might be done. You know what? I was going to take Brady, but give me Mahomes. Wow. Okay. Ready for this? No. Give me Alexander motherfucking Madison. Give him to me. Yeah, I love Give him it. to me. Oh my god. Okay. Give me uh give me the Bucks defense. Add them down as well. What I just do. multitasking right now, writing our stuff down as I go along, so just bear with me. Uh, For my quarterback, I'm going Lamar. I was going to go Burrow, but I'm going Lamar this week. You take the I don't want to double it too many times. You doing? The Las Vegas Daniel Carlson's. Oh, good pick. Okay. Both of my kickers are still available. I'll take Baltimore's defense. Wow, not the Cardinals' defense. It was for oh, me, it was the Cardinals. Cardinals the um, all right. Fuck. Do I want Gronk or do I want Mark Andrews? You know what? Mark Andrews, so you know every time Lamar throws a touchdown to <laughs> him, it hurts you. Okay, good for you. 
I can't wait till Lamar has 160 rushing yards. My <laughs> kicker, I'm taking Nick Folk. I, I think the I think the 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 Patriots Bills game will have its fair amount of field goals. Nick Folk kicks a shit ton of them, so why not? You know what happens next. Let's uh let's go down the line. Well, uh, we got Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Diggsy, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris, Mark Andrews, the Bucks defense, and the Las Vegas Daniel Carlsons. I got Lamar, Joe Mixon, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle, Alexander, Madison, Baltimore defense, and Nick Falk. It's a good team. It's a good team. Will you win? I don't know. I don't think so, but it's a good team. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right. To the next Thursday night football prediction. This is going to be another one of those that, I mean, this is another, the Cowboys in a position where, you know, you just need to go out and dominate. And unfortunately for the Saints, they've been relegated at this point to just like a punching bag. Uh, hopefully they get Kamara back. Please, Lord, can I get Kamara back? Uh I think he's in line to at least get 15 to 20 points. Just get, just just dump him off every play. Uh, Taysom Hill is the starter, so honestly it could be detrimental. We'll see. I mean, Sean Payton, for as smart as you are, you would think Kamara should be a, a focal point. But the Cowboys need to get right. I think CD is coming back, so just get right, Cowboys. I mean, I feel like the hype around them has naturally fallen. I need the Cowboys to win this game. I am in a must win for the Cowboys, so I'm putting on my Dak jersey. If we had the cameras on, you would see it. The the Zeke flag is going up behind me. It's going to be a 30 to 19 win by the Cowboys. Oh, I didn't do my score. Silly me. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys win. Cowboys and Saints always have like odd games. And let me just say it quickly. Why do the Cowboys always? Get the Thursday after Thanksgiving also. Like I've never It's not fair. They get seven I've, days. I've never understood why they why they always get it. It's it, it doesn't make sense. But it is what it is. You said thirty to nineteen, right? Thirty to nineteen. Hey, okay, I'm going to say the Cowboys beat the Saints. I'm gonna say they win twenty eight twenty eight to thirteen. I just don't really see how the Saints generate any kind of offense they just they just look like a black hole unless you know there's some turnovers but i see this really being a close game and you know can't wait to listen to this on friday and the saints shock the cowboys <sighs> okay closing thoughts stern what are yours this was a bad an ugly a horrific week and probably my worst week of football of all time. Um, I apologize to the teams for the horrific advice from last week. And you know what? This week is going to be better. We're going to learn from this. We're going to be. We're going to have better pickums. The Vikings. I'm all aboard the hype train. Let's let's turn it around. I'm not going to be pessimistic. I'm going to look at the bright side. Okay. Optimism is the best way to do it. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to be optimistic. Uh, so last week, mine was, mine were, Minnesota going into San Fran and winning. Obviously, that flopped. Uh, Tom Brady and all caps were coming for you. If the Colts win, I'm a thousand percent back. None of that one happened. 
I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm back for the future. I'm back for the future outlook of this team. That was last week's. This week, as always, let's manifest victories for our for our teams. Uh, fantasy gods, please. I'm in a few big big matchups. Please let me win. And the Colts are in Houston. Please, Lord, let Mr. T. Y. Hilton have a big big game. T. Y. is gonna feast. It's time. It's time, baby. Thank you for all for stopping by as always. Hopefully next week is a lot more positive and uh, just better in general. But that'll wrap up another episode, Sir Stern of the Island Sports Talk Podcast. We love you all. Peace.